Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, folks. Second hour of Old School, 93.7 Ticket. We're live at the Mercado, but, you know, it's, it's a thing that happens. We see you folks on the text line. We get it. You folks are on YouTube. We got you. We got you covered. We see you. No. Walker Fox. Well, he may wear the end. He'll probably wear the end at some point um, to do that sort of stuff. Uh, how are the other championship-level teams doing? We talk about them. As a matter of fact, all of them have shows. Bowling has shows. Uh, we don't have shooting show yet, but we can work on that. We can work on that. Um, simple stuff along the way. 402, 464, 568 line, uh, 4685. You can, 5685, what did what, I forget the number all of a sudden? Uh, you can text in, you can call in if you wish. But currently in this space, the Honda Lincoln Hotline is busy. And we'll explain that in a second. But we're live here at the Mercado. Jay Foreman, let them know what's happening down here. We got buy one, get one free, four packs of steakhouse blended burgers, a variety of meats and cuts, and plus seafood. Uh, they have dessert, sorbet. Um, they got some cheeses in there. They got everything you want. You, got, you can go in there and get like two or three meals in there. So they even got a little bit of chips in there and they some got, drinks and everything. They've got jelly, jam. They've got uh, all the gourmet cheeses that you could want. Yeah, it's it's – you know, they got, they got those, pasta meals they in got there. They got pasta meals. Mm-hmm. They got the olives and stuff like that in there. So it's a, it's a wide variety of a uh, of a butcher shop to, as you're either coming or, or leaving uh, when you're down here. Yeah, it's um, this is a different space, and there's tons of folks who are headed up to the Casa Bovina upstairs to go get the full meal presentation, the full restaurant experience here um, at Certified Piedmontese, the Mercado. Um, Nathan, if you would, please, kind sir. Um, hit this man's music. Hey, DP, we have not gotten a call from him yet. Do you still want me to play what? it? <clears throat> what? What? Okay, I'll text him. I'll text him. That's fine. We but can push for what it. it's worth, though, I do have the music ready. I'm ready okay. to play it. Okay, well, that's, you know. Well, that's a good job, to Nate. Quote, to no, quote, hey, Paul, I'm ready. To, to quote Pulp Fiction, that's all you had to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was asking you that during the break, but I'll, I'll, I'll text him now, so we'll figure that out. Nate's on tape delay, but into Indiana, I think it's, uh, you know, it's one of those games is, is right in front of Nebraska. They're going to come in and compete. They, you know, they're going to be physical. They're going to they're gonna play hard. So if you watch the, uh, the first, you know, game of the year against Illinois, you knew that they were going to play well or that you see how hard they play. Now, offensively, it's kind of hit or miss, you know, how, you know, they're only going to be as, as explosive as you, as, as you let them be. Uh, but, you know, their defense kept them in the game against Illinois. But I think what, what you did see Illinois do uh, is run the ball pretty effectively all game long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, Nebraska has Anthony Grant. Gabe Irvin's going to get, you know, obviously some more looks, I'm assuming. 
Uh, obviously, depending on how the game goes. They put Ramir back on. Ra- yeah, now. Ramir. And so, you know, look, here we are, fifth week of the year. And, you know, the first two weeks we spent asking where's Ramir. Now, you know, Ramir is going to be somewhat, I'm assuming, a factor in the – and somehow, some way, you know, if need be, he's going to be ready to go. So, uh, you know, the, the options are there for Nebraska. I think our skill position guys, you know, tight end included – and our running backs in the passing game match up well against them. So we can stress that defense both, you know, vertically up the middle, if you want to say out on the edges, you know, both beyond the line of scrimmage and at the line of scrimmage with short area passing game. Now defensively, I think, you know, one of the, one of the uh, Thomas and Lincoln asked, with Shenander gone, will we play better? Uh, you know, I think they'll, you know, play a little bit faster knowing what they're doing. So we'll, we'll see how it all goes on Saturday night. I'm told that we have him. So if you would, Nathan Brennan, <clears throat> hit this man's music. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Compliments from the folks from Ambition Electric. This hour of sports radio brought to you by the folks from uh, Ambition Electric. And we're proud and thankful for what they do. Let's bring them in. Coach Barry Thompson. BT, what's happening? Hey, man. I have to apologize for that. I was sitting right here. I got, my, got everything all hooked up. And I'm listening. And I'm listening to the intro. And I'm like, okay, it's about time for my song. I'm ready to go on. And then I hear... We hadn't called in yet. I'm like, <laughs> I'm myself. I'm like Oops. You, idiot. you didn't call in. So anyway, I apologize for that. But anyway. It's the <laughs> details, Coach. It is all yeah, in the, the <laughs> It's all in the details. Kind sir. Oh, my goodness. The, uh, some of the conversation here, Barry, has been about Indiana's frequency and their pace and tempo. 105, 104, 105 snaps offensively. A week right. ago, and then so the, the the thing had bounced back to well, how does Nebraska deal with that? And some of the discussion was uh, that Mark Whipple and his play calling will set some tempo and help the defense with his play calling. But I'm going to ask you, as an offensive coordinator and a quarterbacks coach, how do you how do you feel? If I I've been in this space with you, so I know the answer. <laughs> I know the answer, but if I asked you to help me manage the defense by your play calling on offense, what would your response and reaction be? <laughs> well, I, you, you, yeah, so if I'm scoring points, I'm like, you know, deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's, and, I, I, you know, I've been on teams where offensively um, – separate from 
from the Indian and Nebraska. But, you know, it seems you score pretty fast. And then the defense coach like, hey, you need to hold on. I'm like, no, you need to stop them, get us the ball back so we can go again. <laughs> um, but, but there is an idea that, you know, the team does have to fit together. The team can play defense together. Um, so defensively, you know, whatever their calls in, you're, you're going to have to get them in quick, right? You can't be long exchanges. Um, you know, they offensively some time ago in the past game, they went to one-word deals, right? So the West Coast language is certain concepts. You could, you know, name it, and everybody knows what they're doing. So you can do something like that on defense to translate. The, the downside of playing quick is that sometimes you have short possessions. And now if we want to play defense together, then, yeah, there's, there's some balance you can do as you're calling plays. But, you know, the primary objective is to score that ball. So, um, you know, if you're creating short, short series for them and you're scoring the ball, that, that's where you want to be with a team like that. Now, once you have that lead, it becomes kind of like any other game. Now you want to reduce the number of opportunities that they have because teams like that, they know that they have short, they're going to have short possessions. It doesn't bother them. Uh, they know that they may get down a score or two. It doesn't bother them. But when you're holding that two-score lead, you're holding that three-score lead, and their chances are dwindling, now you start to affect what they're doing. So it is going to be a team approach right, uh, to be solid defensively. And then offensively to take care of the ball, to you know, stay out of negative situations, and score the ball when you get an opportunity. Barry, talk about – I said from a defensive standpoint, when, when teams are throwing 60, 60 times a game, I like that because generally that lets you know a coordinator is, is focusing in on, you know, a few concepts. Now, if it's working, you know – that much but generally if you're throwing that much you might either you're in a chuck and duck type of mode or you know that's who you are but generally either way you kind of could and should from a defensive standpoint get a good beat on what they're trying to do so talk about that on the opposition side from a play calling standpoint what goes through an offensive coordinator's mind when you're throwing the ball 60 70 times out of 90 plays uh in a particular game in indiana's case right so First of all, Jay, I noticed you're saying that when the weather's cool. I know you you're not saying as a former defensive player running all over here when it's hot. So I, I, right, right. No, I'm just I'm just playing with. You. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I, when it's hot, I, yeah, we, we we might need down to 40 passes. But I want. But I'm just saying in general. I think I, yeah, I like the concept. Yeah, I know, Jay. I'll just have fun with you. Uh, the, the, but I, I've watched like SMU. They, they've been fascinating for me this year. I don't know where they fall in terms of the most snaps or. But, but And then Utah State is another team that plays this very wide stretch field. And what they're doing, or what I notice these guys doing, um, they, you're right. The concepts that they run are very basic. But they're, they're counting on a couple of things. One, they're going to they're gonna use that space to get the numbers game against you. And what that means is that you're going, because of their recognition of that, they're going to get a few more yards when you don't want them to get a few more yards. And that keeps the right. drive alive. The other thing that they're betting on is that you're going to miss some tackles, right? Just 
just law right. of averages. If I, if I put, if it's me and somebody else in space, they can tackle me, tackle me, tackle me. And then all of a sudden, there's a missed tackle. You understand? So that's yeah. kind of the bet that they're making, right? That, yeah, I think defenses are conditioned enough. They're not going to get tired out. It's not a, it's not a novelty. But the thing that these guys have added to it is you notice the spacing is getting way more dramatic, which yes, makes it, is. it easier for the defense to declare, hey, or do you have six here, seven here? Am I going to? And, and then they're also the evolution is, is that some of these offenses are attaching a pass to every run and attaching a run to every pass, right? right. So it's really the signal caller identifying numbers and going. And the space... The spacing makes it hard for defense to disguise. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Um, so, yeah, if you're solid defense when you're tackling, and you create those quick series for them, you've got to, it's got to be followed up by an offense that's efficient in their scoring pattern. That gets you the lead, and then it gives you the ability to maybe sustain that lead a little bit. Uh, once you once you get those scores, go ahead. What, if, in your opinion, what is you know everybody? I think sometimes can get I wouldn't say intimidated by you know pace or tempo, mm-hmm. but you can kind of talk yourself into becoming tired and 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 thinking that the defense is only going to get tired and the offense isn't going to get tired. But I, right. I I like to look at it like okay, well if they want to run tempo, you know we need to just do two or three things and eventually. Tempo teams seem like they'll have a hard time driving 80 yards. I remember when Indianapolis, when they would get in the playoffs, they would really struggle going from 20 to, you know, 20 to 20 to score. Now, in the regular season, because they were hitting big plays. uh, You know, know, what are the two or three things you think Nebraska can do defensively uh, to kind of, like, make the Indiana play one-armed, you know, one arm behind their back, regardless, even if it's making them pass? What what do you think they can do uh, to offset, you know, the supposed tempo and the variety of plays that they're trying to run? Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Uh, It's been an adage forever, right, the defense. There's a 14-play try and drive. And the defense right. get off the field because they're tired. I'm like, aren't the offensive players tired? You know, but somehow that's the thing too. I do believe you kind of talk yourself into it. I think it's more from a defensive standpoint of being being patient that they are going to get some yards, drives may go. And you are right. Typically, offenses like that when they get into the scoring zone, their thing is they have to score from a distance, right? They right. have to find a breakdown, miss tackle, and one of the guys run. But once they get down into that. 
that, that 20, that money zone, right? It becomes a little more difficult because space is not an ally for them anymore, right? It's, a, it's, not, it's, not, right. A, it's not a deal. You're not dealing with as much depth and things tighten up. Um, I, I just think the strategy is it, it's a team type of thing. And, and we, we've talked about this in defense, but special teams. Right. Every time that you can push them to a long field and you're kind of, you know, creating those short series, those outs, which they're, 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 they're willing to live with a three and out, three and out. They are. A three and out, three and out, three and out doesn't bother them. Right. right? But what would bother them is at the three and out, you get seven. The next three and out, you get three. The next three and out, you get seven. Right. Now, right. Now the next three and out, if you can start to, you know, run the ball, change the field position, that type of thing, now it starts to make them a little more one-handed, right? That's yeah. the key to this thing. Uh, coming from behind on them, you know, it, it would be they just have to make some mistakes, right? Right. That's what you're counting on defensively and things like that. But um, creating the threes and outs, you know, they usually have a pretty simple run game. Either right. going to run inside or outside zone, right? Most of the time, and then you've got that quick screen game that you're going to the outside or any RPO that's attached to it. You know, I haven't watched Indiana, but it's, it is very simple, and uh, you know, it, it's not. It shouldn't be hard to defend. It just has to be defended. But Barry, the best way, you know, flipping sides now from a Nebraska offensive like standpoint. What's the best way to attack an Indiana type of defense that's a uh, you know, like they're, they've always been known as a, you know, high risk, high reward type of defense, trying to create a lot of turnovers. Um, they're going to go for the strips. They're going to, you know, they'll let you drive and they're trying to get a couple, you know, uh, interceptions and turnovers and bunches. So what's the best way to attack a defense like that? Is it getting them out of their motion, or out of their comfort zone by motion shifts so they're not comfortable where they're at? Or is obviously you obviously want to always establish a running game uh, but then also don't be afraid to take some shots against them as well. What do you think? Yeah, you cover all the bases every time you ask this question. you got a great football mind. Yeah, no, I, I think you know, you got to pick one. Not all teams are capable of all of the things that you just said, but they're all legit. Uh, it just starts with a fundamental thing, you know, especially where Nebraska's coming, you know, where they're starting. Their job, number one, is take care of the football. You know, so just take care of the football. Um from a, a scheme standpoint, and I, I think I heard Coach Whipple talking about it earlier, you know, hopefully the quarterbacks, the running backs in the O-line, or from a protection standpoint, understand what they're doing, right? Hopefully they have covered that in the, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the bye week and getting ready for Indiana. So that should help mitigate pressures that you want to bring. Then after that, it's the decision making of the quarterback, right? If I can, if I can spot my protection issues, get those taken care of, then now it's going to be pretty easy to find out where I need to go with the ball, right? It, 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 it's it's simple, right? It's not easy, but it's simple. But I think job one, you're gonna if you're gonna go win this Big Ten game, um, be solid defensively. You would see the word you know run fits and tackling have come up, right? That's football one on one, right? Right, defense one on one. Day. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so for let's sure. Get that, yeah. Let's get that. Let's get that done. <laughs> and then offensively, let's take care of the ball, right? And and you do that in any ball game against any offense, you're going to have a chance to go win a football game. You know, uh, I think they have enough offensive power with 
and enough versatility in their attack uh, to go do what they need to do offensively. But you got to take care of the ball. When you pass right, we got to take care of protection. And then let's go execute after that. I like that Barry, you're, are, you're are, able to get those things done. Go ahead. Let me ask you, if you, are you ever surprised? I mean, we talk about team defenses that bring pressure from different locations, and I've heard you say a hundred times, throw to where the pressure came from. And it just doesn't seem to happen at the college (laughs) level at the frequency that it should. You feel pressure, throw to pressure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing that has to happen from a quarterback perspective is you have to have a – when teams blitz – let me just do this in three steps. The first thing a quarterback has to really understand, I mean really understand, is that the defense is at a disadvantage. Uh, they, there's 15 spaces that need to be defended. They only have 11 guys. And I don't want to hear about the two sideline things. I played defense in college too. And that don't, for me, that only comes into play when you're tackling somebody. But in the main, you got 11 guys to defend 15 spaces. So there's something that's being given up no matter how they line up, no matter what they want to do. So you've got to understand it. Secondly, if you're able to identify things and take care from a protection standpoint, right, you're able to correct protection or identify an issue, then those two things combined will help you understand, oh, this is where the ball's going. Now, defenses at the higher level have gotten a little more sophisticated, they will tell you, and that sometimes they know that that's what a quarterback wants to do, and they want, they'll trap that throw. Like, they'll, they'll blitz in a way that makes you throw somewhere where they want you to throw. I don't think at the college level that the defenses are that sophisticated, and it is that simple formula. I can throw in the direction that you're, you're blitzing. There's an advantage over there for me. But I have to understand the first thing. I have to have command of the second thing in order to get me to that point. Barry, I wanted to talk about, you know, back to tempo, right? And mm-hmm. it just kind of popped in my brain because, you know, playing against Peyton Manning, then you play against, you know, Brady when he was earlier in his career where it was kind of real ball control. Mm-hmm. Talk about how if you, as a from a quarterback pos- position and an offensive, say, strategy position, but quarterback generally can control on the field and be the maestro. If a quarterback can control when the ball snapped, how that can put the defense on their heels because as the clock actually gets, if the if the quarterback has the control of it, as the clock you know actually starts to you know tick down, the defensive players start to get more anxiety versus the offensive players. Can you talk a little bit about that? Exactly right. You know, there's there's you know now you're talking about a seasoned offensive unit. And so when you use this word tempo, everybody talks about, hey, we're playing fast, we're flashing signs, and we're doing it. But tempo for when you watch the NFL, for example, tempo has always been a part of the game. You know, when you're quarterback in there and you're, like, say, on one of those long drives, I remember this early on, <laughs> young quarterback, and, I, I, you know, I had older offensive linemen, and we were making yards, right? And I'm getting hyped up, but I'm in the huddle like, you know, you know, Flanker, you know, brown, right, flanker, short, F drive, let's go. And, and one of the goes said, hey, bro, you need to slow down. Because <laughs> <laughs> they needed to catch their breath, right? So they right. were telling me, hey, I need to do this in a rhythmic fashion. So tempo's always part of it. Now you got a seasoned unit. 
it can't be just the quarterback. The offensive line has to understand that if I bury this case, I hold on to it a little bit longer, it's going to help them sort out and make their calls, right? Two bucks, right. E, whatever they're calling up there to make their calls because you're right. Defensive players who blitz want to get there, right? And they want to time it up. They're taught to time it up with the snap, time it up with the snap. And you start varying that thing and you catch them, right? It reveals itself and it helps the offensive unit kind of, uh, you know, make. That's why the pros go through so much, so much to disguise what they're doing, right? Because they know they have, you know, veterans on the professional on that side that if you just come straight at them, okay, we got an answer for that, right? We, we, you want to do it that way, we got an answer for that. So it is a tool, very, you know, just the simplest thing, just vary the case. It just right. vary the case from time to time. Hopefully that's something that's practiced. And then, like you said, then it's got to be taught to the O-line that as they're varying, like, let's get our eyes up, you know, center, if the center's making the calls or they're, quarterbacks making the calls, things will begin to reveal themselves. And that's where the film study comes in and, and, and watching that it becomes, you have to watch. I heard um, Ed Reed talk about this. He said that you, you watch film until it becomes like that movie that you can recite the line from, you know, where the line's coming. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think you made a movie reference uh, uh, just a few minutes ago for the break that cracked me up. But anyway, um, you know, that you watch it so much that, you know, here comes this thing and you know what the next line is. Right. Right. When you're watching film to that extent, now now I can go play. They're over here. This guy, you know, the safety drops down the hole against this formation. I know I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Man, and, uh, listen, so anyway. listen, listen, yeah. Barry Thompson. Yeah. Don't you don't you take them don't you take them to church on on Thursday? Let them know the things to expect. We're going to throw it to break when we come back. BT, I'm going to ask you the question because the conversation here is simplification. The language that is used, they need to they want to get to a place where we can say one word and move the athletes on the field. I know you have an opinion on it. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it when we come back to old school. Watch Old okay. School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.